Dawson, dear. Yes, Natalie. It is time for another episode of Romantic Truth. Gina, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Terminator activated. We welcome you to the Romantic Truth podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, it's March 2nd. Jocelyn here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Now, what we're going to try to do, of course, is do the three shows per week. However, there was something that came in that really made me think. Daphne, out of Los Angeles, was writing a specific email to me that, well, you know, it took her some time to write. (laughs) She said that she spent three days writing it. What it comes down to, basically, is... She was dealing with a situation where she has tried to rehabilitate a gentleman to make him suitable for a relationship with her. And I said, you know what? I'm going to break protocol and I'm going to talk about this particular topic. So, Daphne, if you're listening, this is for you. This episode's for you. We'll still continue to three shows per week. But if there's something that comes in, I'm going to do a show on it. And usually it will probably be the day that's not scheduled for the three days per week. So in that way, you'll have content all the time that can help you and assist you with relationships. So let's get started. Now, here's the thing. In her unique situation, she's been with this guy for three years. And she met him. He didn't have a job, didn't have a GED. He was very nice. He had all the characteristics she was looking for in the guy, except he didn't have any money, no education, and therefore no start. She works in the healthcare field. She has her own place, has her own vehicle. So she invested into this gentleman heavily. What happened, unfortunately, he never took off. He failed to launch. That's right, he FTL'd. So, what happens with this? She stayed with him for three years, and she finally threw her hands up, and of course he made her feel guilty about giving up on it. Well, it seemed as though his priority was buying weed and trying to pursue a rap career. I can't tell you how many women wind up with this same fate, dealing with guys who they think have potential. Now, one thing you have to do, ladies, is this. You have to still have your standards. And a lot of you lower your standards for these guys with potential because you like them, and you feel as though they're going to meet you at some point halfway in order to kind of make things up for what they're lacking. This is a big mistake. There are some guys out there who deliberately leave themselves in that position, that unfinished position, because they're looking for fixers. Ladies, if you're dealing with a guy like that now, 
That's not potential that you're seeking. You're seeking to fix him, to rebuild him, to repair him, to restructure him into that man you want. These guys know this and they take full advantage of that opportunity. They're going to let you burn yourself out trying to put them in a place where they could easily put themselves. But they're saying, why should I do it when I have a woman that could go and put her shoulder to the wheel for me and I can benefit from the experience by acting like I'm going along with it. But in the interim, I'm actually benefiting from this and setting myself up for my next victim. So now there are some guys that are out there who are genuinely in need of just a helping hand in order to right themselves in life. But there are many others that are out there using this as a profession. These are the same guys who will start out this way at 17, 18 years of age and still do this at 42 to 43 and older because they're used to being taken care of. And what they do is they convert the same strategy that they had at home with mommy and daddy with what they could use a woman for. Now, most fathers would not allow their sons to get to this position. They're going to try to give them some sort of dignity, some sort of integrity, some sort of discipline where they'll go out there and feel less than crap if they don't have a job. But you have others that feel as though, hey, they'll coddle the kid and that person becomes an adult and that person says, okay, I need an enabler. I need someone here that's going to understand my cause, stick with me, thick and thin, someone that I can manipulate enough in order to saturate them with guilt and shame for leaving me, for treating me a certain way, and in that way, I can capitalize. Now, who are the likely candidates for these guys? Usually, the very attractive women will pass them by unless she has low self-esteem. She's attractive. She's got everything going on. She's got a career. But the component that's missing is confidence. So what she will do, she will lower her standards to be with this guy. Not because it's a situation where he has to beg to be with her. She genuinely likes him. But she's also benefiting from this because she's the one that's in control. And so he's subjugated to her will. And with this, she benefits from this because she's not in competition as if she would be with other women or a guy that's more or less in her status. Whether it's, you know, he's handsome and wealthy, it's less footwork. Look at it, the equivalent of a person being with someone ugly because they feel as though that person will be more dependent on them. Well, in this case, if this woman's attractive, she's got money, she's got a career, it's less likely this guy's going to blow that opportunity. So he's going to comport himself to her demands. And therefore, she's the one that's owning the roost. And in this way, she could say he has potential. And the potential is provided that she wants to guide him into the direction she thinks that he should be in that would best suit her. So what happens a lot of times your narcissism will lead you down a bad path 
in this kind of situation. You will start getting to the point where you say, well, you know, in order for this guy to compliment me, he has to do this, 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 and this. And so you lay out these things for him to accomplish, these milestones, and you're helping him along the way. You move him in. You may lend him your car while you're at work. You may do things such as cover all the bills for him, maybe buy him clothes, maybe have him smelling good and looking good. But see, what you have to remember is you're investing your money, effort, emotion, and time in this guy. Now, this doesn't mean that he's going to reciprocate. He'll be nice and kind and cordial, but it doesn't mean that he's going to put forth his best effort to do better. Because, see, as long as he sees as though he could put you in a struggle with him, it works to his advantage. If you were to accomplish your goal with him, then he would feel as though, well, you know, the ride is over because now she's expecting something of me. See, the thing is, you have an expectation set that as long as you're laying out things for him, that for some reason... He's going to respect you. He's going to comport himself. He's going to try to do better. He's going to try to impress you. That's the hopeful outcome. But the reality is, he doesn't plan for that to happen. Because as long as he has you on that treadmill thinking that he's going to do better, you're going to put forth more effort. And that's what he's going to capitalize on. Because he's going to let you do this. He's going to let you push him. Now, a way some of these guys actually maneuver themselves through women like yourself is you'll start showing them off to your friends. You're going to have that one friend that say, hey, you know what? I could do better than she can with him. He's not going as fast as he should go as far as advancing himself. Now, she's going to wait around until... Of course, you get rid of this guy because you realize he's not going anywhere. You tell your girlfriends all the bad news about him. Well, they're going to look at you with a critical eye and say, yeah, but you didn't try this. And so therefore, they're going to pick up on that man with potential and go forward with him and try to, of course, outdo you. Now, a lot of women are very confident that their girlfriends would never do something like this. This is another factor that weighs into the equation. Because that confidence you have, void of any skepticism or any objectivity, is going to work against you a lot of times. Because there's always someone there looking to pick up your leftovers. That's the way it goes. Now, here's the thing you have to understand. These guys... They already know they could do better. They've been told this by the parents. They've been told this by other people. They have been helped in the past by other people. They have a treasure trove of women that have gone in and said, oh, he has potential. Let me try to fix him. Let me try to rehabilitate him. Let me try to make him a little bit more palatable for myself. That right there is the trigger. You're thinking you're going in for a man with potential, but what you're actually doing, as I said before, you're coming in there trying to fix him. You have this altruistic view of, I'm going to go and he's going to be my man. I'm going to customize him the way I want to. 
and he's going to go right along and patronize you. He's going to do just enough, not to saturate you, but enough in order to keep you going and keeping you trying to help him. Because the whole thing with him is about being taken care of and never having to worry about the wherewithals as far as a place to stay, food, those kind of things. A lot of these women wind up in a hotel room week to week before it's over with because they've expended all the resources. They'll wind up struggling, wind up with a baby, and wind up frustrated and broke. There was one extreme case that I was reading about where this lady had written about this guy that she tried to do this with. She wound up with his child. And she was trying to warn another friend of hers who decided to pick up the mantle after she had dumped him. And when she did this, what this other lady found out was that he had like close to eight kids. Something that the woman he had left never got a chance to find out. So that was his mantra in the going in by telling him he had these eight children so he couldn't go out and work a regular job and so he had to make his money under the table. Now, she bought into that, trying to help him. What happened? She wound up pregnant. And the cycle continued. Because, see, these guys don't learn. They don't care about learning about their past mistakes. They want to go forward because they need more victims. They need more people to use. Now, is every guy like this? Of course not. There are some guys that are genuinely down on their luck, and they just need a little helping hand here and there, and they may need a place to stay just to find a gig and just get on their feet and retain their dignity and do a make good with the woman. But there are others that they just have no ambition, no hope, no vision, no plan. They love existing in the situation that they're in. Because let's look at some of the things they don't have to do. They don't have to be responsible. They don't have to be accountable. The only thing they have to do is to placate the woman. That's it. Now, especially if she has kids. If she has a lot of kids, there's a good possibility that she's not going to be sought after by too many men compared to a single woman with none. So he knows that he has an option here. And he uses this to his benefit. And some of these guys specifically go for women who have children. Women who may have a low self-esteem, a self-perception uh, of themselves. Women who may be overweight. They get the compliments. This guy's handsome. They really like him. They could see themselves with him. They have that emotional affair with him. These women will do things with him that they would never imagine doing before because they never thought a guy would really want them in that way. And he's going to lay it on thick. He's going to lay on the charm. He's going to lay on everything. Some of you get digmatized because he lays that on pretty deep. And then at that point, you guys are a couple. You're showing him off. You're happy. You're making up lies about him. You're exaggerating about how he's going to school how he's rehabilitating himself, these kinds of things. Some of your friends are sitting there skeptical, saying, 
girl, you're taking a big risk with him, there's a good possibility you're going to wind up with a buster. And then you know it. And then these friends will start kind of thinning out. That works to his advantage because these girlfriends already know that you more than likely picked out a guy that you're going to have to put more into than you get out of. And it won't be equal. And so as they pull back, that benefits him because he's now isolating you even more. But he's allowing your girlfriends to do the isolation. And this way it doesn't look like it's forced from his hand. And as he comes in there and does these things of being very helpful around the house, doing all of these other things in order to appease you, oh, you're loving it because you're looking at that as attention, affection. And if you have a misinterpretation of love in the sense that you didn't get it growing up, hell, any kind of affection is good affection. So therefore, you feel as though this guy is filling a void and you're content. And then, of course, you become very defensive of him with your friends. We'll talk more in just a moment. I do apologize, folks. We had to redo this particular segment due to the sensitive barking of the dogs in the background. So let's pick up where we left off. Well, here's the thing. A lot of you ladies will be lied to by these men about how they have future plans, how they have things in the works. They have some big deal that's going to pay off. They may come across saying things like that. One thing to understand, if you take one of these guys in, Some of you ladies call them hobosexuals or whatever. Understand one thing. If they don't have a job and they're able-bodied or even if they're disabled, they should in some way contribute to the household over here. If they can't do it monetarily because they're looking for a job, certain things that should happen. One, the bed should be made up when you get home from work. If you're the breadwinner, if you're the only person working, you should never have to pump your gas. He should be out there pumping it for you. The trash bin in the house should never be filled. The dishes should never be there in the sink dirty. He shouldn't have his friends over at the house when you get home from work. If anything, he should be on the internet looking for a job. These are standards that you have to establish with him before bringing him in. Now, you need to have a schedule. Six weeks. Six weeks for progression. You gotta see some forward motion in his efforts to seek employment. Some of the things that you don't need to hear. He wants to be an NBA player. He wants to be an NFL player. He wants to be a singer, rapper songwriter, any of those professions that are boutique professions. In other words, you would already 
be on the road to success if you want to go there. He needs to have employment. Again, if he's able-bodied, he needs to have employment of some sort. If he starts talking about, I don't like the job, I don't want to flip burgers, I don't want to. Look, 62% of people in the United States work jobs that they hate, according to one study. The bills still come in, whether you like your job or not. So, instead of you ladies talking about having a 720 credit score and all this from this guy, you need to be looking at the practical and fundamental things of that guy with potential that you seek. Now, here's the nexus for many of you. Some of you have been in past relationships where your partner has broken you down, talked about you in a negative way, and you start to believe that. And so what you do is you feel as though you can get a guy who's handsome, but who's down on his luck, and you can rebuild him and fix him. In other words, what you're doing in actuality is you're transferring the work that needs to be done on you onto this new project of a man. And you really need to think about that because that tells you a lot about yourself. Because at this point, if you're at that point where you're living vicariously through the development of this man, you are the problem, not him. He's the symptom of the problem. Now, another thing. The nexus for him to be with you is he's down and out. He's got low self-esteem. You have the same, even though you're the breadwinner, even though you're the one that's with the money. If you didn't, he would not be in your house and you wouldn't have to put all this effort into it. So let's go forward with this. Not all of these guys out there, by no stretch, are deadbeats or guys that really don't have it together. They just need a little nudge here and there. But here's the thing. That's the exception and not the rule. Some of you get that backwards. You start saying, well, it's hard out there for a man to make it. It's hard. You start making up excuses for him. And what he's going to do is live in those excuses and use those to his advantage. Because as long as he has you in that mindset, the only thing he has to do is to feed it. And before you know it, you'll be in a dead-end relationship nine years down the road with kids with this guy, unmarried, struggling still. And you'll hit that point. At 10 years, usually, people who cohabitate, the woman usually leaves the guy after 10 years. 10 years is a demarcation point for most women in those types of relationships because they're going nowhere. So, what are you dealing with here? You're dealing with an issue with yourself a lot of times and you really have to reevaluate the reason why this guy's in your home. If you got him in there, six weeks should be your schedule of progression. Within each of those weeks, that person should be working towards something as far as a job, getting themselves established. When it comes down to them talking about music career and all of this other thing, put that on hold. He needs to have a job. And it's going to probably be something he doesn't like or doesn't want. Big deal. He has to live with it. And here's the thing. When they get selective and say, well, I don't like the boss. I don't like the location. 
I don't like flipping burgers. You know, that's not me. Whatever they come up with, that's an excuse for themselves, not for you. Now, here's the thing. Within that period, you want to see this progression. You want to see him evolve and develop. You're not doing, and you got to convey to him that, hey, you're not doing this for me. You're doing this for yourself first. After you get yourself together, then you come and do things with me and for me. Make sure he understands that. Because, see, if he doesn't, he's going to have the misconception that as he's going along, working his job, making a few dollars, that he's got to buy you gifts and those kind of things. No, no, no. You need the money to help pay the bills. Make that unequivocally clear. Because the last thing you need for him to do is go to the pawn shop and buy something and say, oh, here's a ring for you. You don't need that damn ring. You need the money. Now, here's the other thing. Some of you need to check your state laws. Because in certain common law states, if he receives mail at your residence, it's going to be hell for you to get him out. If the two of you are cohabitating. Now, another thing too with this. Understand that there's a sense of entitlement with some of these folks. They may even get belligerent and try to get in your face when you tell them about looking for a job. Take for instance, he's in that fourth week and he hasn't lifted a finger to look for a job. And the only thing he's done since you've been at work is turn on cable and watch CNN all day. Well, at that point, yeah. You have to put your foot down. But the thing is, is that even when he starts working, you want him to save up maybe a paycheck or two so that he can feel as though he's confident again. Now, if he decides to leave you after that, he doesn't have a place to stay. It's on him, right? But here's the thing. After he's got a couple of paychecks under his belt, then you start to say, hey, you know what? These are your expenses. This is what I need from you every month. Have a solid number and have a rounded number. Whether it's $400 a month, whether it's $500, $600, have a rounded number. Don't go and start saying like $473.22. Don't do that. As men, we function on that premise for the most part. We like to round things off. Now, here's the thing. Be responsible with the money he gives you. Don't do something like I've seen women do where they would go out and buy a pair of shoes or buy a purse and he's sitting there struggling. That's not a good look on your part because he will leave your ass for another woman in that situation. He's not going to wait around. He's going to thank you for helping him. But he's also going to look and say, your priorities are messed up, too. I'm telling you, men don't like that. Even though he gave you the money to do what needs to be done, he also wants to see some reciprocity. He wants to see how that money is being used. And if you're wise, ladies, you will save that money that you would normally have to spend on him to take care of him. Another thing. When it comes down to situations such as him signing up for things, understand one thing, it's your residence. You let him know 
that hey before you take out any subscriptions on a cable channel or anything like that or any kind of other services that would involve me you talk to me first you have to do this because a lot of these men are coming from homes where mama coddled them and took care of them so they didn't have that to worry about you're not his mother and you will probably be the first line of responsibility this young man has ever had in his life because mother never made him responsible and i hear a lot of you say well it's not my job to be a man at or to bring a man up if you sign up to take this guy into your house a lot of times this is what you're doing especially if he's young and you're old now a couple of other things here after he was established and you guys have gotten yourself together you want him to start saving up as much of his money as possible after paying you whatever the expenses are the reason being you don't want him too comfortable unless you are starting a relationship with him where you see this thing going somewhere if it's a situation where you're just trying to help him out and get him on his way establish that in the very beginning I'm going to talk about this more in the next segment but make sure you do that because see the one thing that will happen if he gets comfortable he's going to feel as though well you know I left one environment and I'm in this one now so I'll just have to adjust and things will be fine and it'll be situation normal you have to remember a lot of these guys got kicked out of past relationships because they went through the same cycle with the other women. And of course, he's going to talk bad about them and tell, "Oh, you know, she was she was this, she was that, she was this." And it comes down to you've been pursuing that rap career when you were what, 19, and now you're 25 and it still hadn't come about. Uh-uh. You need to be more practical and look for a job. Now, here's the thing. After he gets his job, some guys may then start rearing up to say, "Well, you know, uh, it's time for me to move on." Start messing around with another woman, trying to be a big shot. He may even do something as irresponsible as one of the ladies wrote in. She helped a dude that had nothing, got him a job. He goes out. What does he do with his first paycheck? Bought a pair of Air Jordans, and she's sitting there, stewing. All the bills are due at the beginning of the month, and he's walking around in $250 pair of sneakers. And she made the suggestion, "Why don't you take those back to the store and give me?" something on these bills. First thing he said was, "Bitch, I don't owe you anything. I work. This is my money. This is a problem." Another thing, ladies, don't get so infatuated and enamored that you're going to open up a joint bank account with this person. Don't do that. Have them cash out you the money, zell you the money, whatever. 
don't get in the habit of doing that because some of you are so insecure you feel as though the guy's going to leave because he's handsome that you're going to go out and the first thing you're going to do is to make sure that he's not leaving and for God's sake don't get pregnant by him because see one thing you have to understand he still has to prove himself now you know I tell you if you're in a relationship and you're still trying to prove yourself you're in bad shape But see, you haven't even gotten to the relationship yet. He's still trying to prove himself to you that he's worthy of you being with you. And so this means that in essence, he's got to show you that he's responsible, that he's accountable, that he has a plan of some sort. And these are things you may have to work with him on. Now I know a lot of you ladies hate hearing that, but these guys a lot of times have not come out of the box where they know these things. See, I had a father in the home. He helped me out with a lot of things growing up. I had a lot of people that I could go and get a point of reference with. I grew up on a college campus, so I learned from a lot of people as well. And see, that's the thing. A lot of these young men didn't have that opportunity. Now, make an excuse for them I'm telling you the truth. You may wonder when you get into an argument with them, He may have a voice as high as yours. That's because that's what he was around growing up. He doesn't know any better. See, the thing is, when you go for packaging, when you go for how the man looks, sometimes you get that mixed up in in the uh, equation. And you think that this guy should be a certain way because of that. He should be that man because he looks that part doesn't necessarily mean that. He can be an insecure individual trying to act like he's a macho. And of course, throughout this whole ordeal, he's going to try to reassert his masculinity. He wants to be in control. Now, here's the difference. A man who has always had a female, a matriarch in the family that was domineering, he's going to be more submissive in some ways with the woman he's with. And the reason for that is because he's used to being told what to do by women. A man who's had a father in his life looks at it as being shameful for a woman to lead him and for a woman to take care of him. Because see, The man looks at it from the standpoint that, hey, I feel because I didn't have a plan for myself. So if I don't have a plan for myself, how could I have a plan for my woman? And so that's where men fall into that category of shame. Now, here's the thing. And he should be humble and he should be shamed if he's on your nickel. Now, you don't have to shame him, call him a buster and all that. What you're trying to do is to help him. But you have to decide on where that relationship is going to go in the beginning. Is it going to be platonic or is it something you're working on in order to have something for yourself in the future? Now, every situation is different. So six weeks come around, take for instance, he's putting money away. He's giving you something on the rent and helping you out with the bills. That doesn't necessarily mean that he gets the boot. This means at this point, you got to make an assessment as to whether or not 
he's worthy in order to continue. This is to keep you from getting used. And then you say, for instance, the relationship is working out and you're like, okay, and you guys are really kicking it and things are really working. From that point on, you guys need to sit down and plan out your future together as a couple. How's this going to work? Because see, one thing that happens with a good man who was on a bad situation that you're helping out is that what he will do, he will realize that you have character and integrity and he's going to respect that for the rest of the relationship. The guy that doesn't give a damn that you helped out, he's going to think you're supposed to do that. He's going to think that he's entitled for you to do that and he's going to treat you differently. He's the kind of guy that's going to mess around with other women, try to hook up with your friends. And let me tell you something, ladies, about your friends. I talked about it in the first segment. That girlfriend of yours that you're telling how this guy's not about anything, there's going to be a woman in that group that's going to challenge you on that. She ain't going to say nothing to you. She's going to go directly to him. Because... Of course, people always think that they can do better than the other person. Easier said when you're a spectator, harder to do when you're a participant. So these are some of the things that you're going to have to continue. Money. He shouldn't have to borrow money from you. If he's living under your roof for free and you're feeding him and you're providing these things for him, don't lend him any money. If he's behind on child support and need money, that's not your problem. Don't go into your 401k. Don't go into any other accounts or nothing like that. That's on him. Your job is to provide him a place to stay until he can get on his feet. He get on his feet. Not you sitting there coddling him where he's in an environment where he's just like he was when he was with mama. It's not your job. Now, what about him going to school? Because some of you ask this question. If he's going to school, make it abundantly clear on several fronts. A portion of that money that he gets extra from financial aid from Pell Grant, he's going to have to contribute to help with the bills. Let him know up front whether he's getting a job or whether he is going to school. The deal breaker is going to be if you go out there and do some excessive spending, like you're going out there buying a damn knockoff Rolex or something like that or some kind of status symbol. Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. You're going out buying Air Jordans. No, we ain't doing that. Make this abundantly clear. Now, you don't want to control his money. The only thing you want is the portion to be compensated to help him. Because what happens when a woman tries to go in there and controls a man, control a man's money, he then starts to become very, very irritated. And it gets to a point where he looks at it from the standpoint let me find something else let me find another place and this guy will keep the job and go somewhere else so you don't want to do that 
You don't want to be that domineering. You just want the portion for him to pay his fair share. So take, for instance, I'll give you an example. If he rents $1,000 a month, well, he cannot afford $500, which would be half of that. So take, for instance, you're putting in about $700 a month. He should be able to contribute three. And that's until he gets a little bit more ground, or more footing on his job, and then you could bring him up to Owen and half. But here's the catch for you. Never depend on him where you start increasing your spending with the expectation that he's going to always come up with that money. Because one day he may seem to say, hey, you know what, I've got a better deal than you. Let me just go ahead and leave. So you always want to keep it where you can take care of the expenses and the overhead, no matter what, whether he's there or not. But the thing is, he needs to contribute and stress that enough. Now, another thing. When it comes down to resources being shared, this is something you're going to have to look at as well. When I say resources, I'm talking about tech fences. You need a freezer, you need a refrigerator, television, whatever it is in the house. If you suggest it, you buy it. That's yours. Now, if it's a thing where he's making a recommendation, hey, why don't we get a big screen TV? It's going to be up to him to come up with the majority of the money. 60-40. Plain and simple. Because if it's something that the two of you can benefit from, it should be a situation. It all depends on who suggests it. Because whoever suggested it probably be the person that can't do without it. I can't stress this enough when it comes down to financial resources because I've seen guys go out and buy keyboards that cost thousands of dollars. And yet, they had a pay rent or quit notice on the door. Priorities are messed up. And two people with messed up priorities is disastrous. I know of a couple, the lady would always go out and spend money on dresses, purses, shoes that she'd only wear one time because she thought it was a, a status symbol to wear it one time and then give it to charity and let everybody know that she's giving it to charity. That was her thing. And she was only making 80000 a year. And in Los Angeles, that's roommate money. Her man had a job. But he was spending his money on keyboards, drums, all this other stuff. And they messed around and got evicted out of their apartment. Because they had overspent. There was no accountability. You don't ever want to get in that situation. Ladies, when it comes down to the use of your automobile, take for instance, he doesn't have a car. Make sure you keep in touch with him throughout the day. So you're at work. Call him up. Maybe on your breaks, on your lunch, on your breaks, to see how he's doing. Let's see if you see the progression. If he's driving around and he's just hearing music in the background or hear other people talking in the car, you know that he's not really serious. 
is Vyasa. Now, most women would just say, hey, you know what? I'll give you money for the bus, but that's it. You gotta find a job. And that should be his responsibility. You could try to get him on at the company you're working for. That may work. I don't recommend it. The reason why I don't recommend it is because if that person winds up to be a buster at work, it's going to reflect on you. It's going to embarrass you. That's something that he needs to do. That's the least he can do for you is to try to come to you prepared. And you have to control your emotions in the sense of not going too overboard for him because if you do you're going to get used by some men now there's some good men out there who fell on fell on hard times who have the integrity to get off their asses and go and do better but you have some out there that are just sitting around waiting for the ride more in a minute folks All right, now let's talk about the schedule. What do I mean by this? We'll say six weeks, right? Well, let's look at the schedule of progression within those six weeks. First week, he should be looking for a job, should find a job within the first or second week. Third week, he's on the job, he's doing his thing. Now he's not gonna get paid until around the fourth week. That first paycheck, you might wanna sit him down and say, okay, what are your future plans? What do you plan on going? Now, the plan that you want him to establish is what would he do without you there? Where does his future plan take him? Does he plan on getting a new place for himself? What is his plan? You want to find out from him. If he says, well, you know, you know we're going to try to hang in here and try to help you out with the bills or whatever, that's what you want to hear. If it's a situation where he's like, well, you know, I'm going to go and move with my cousin in Michigan or something like that. You already know what you're dealing with, right? So don't put yourself out like that. You want to have some direction as to where he's going to go. Now, a lot of you will say, well, that's kind of soon, don't you think? It could be, but it depends on your discretion. You may want to set it for six weeks and then give him an extended period. But here's the thing. He only gets an extension on the time that he's with you based on his progress. It's just like grading someone in a class. This is what you're doing. So that he can advance and grow. Because that's what you want to see. You want to see growth. Now, another thing that may come up as well. You don't want to hop on him and start asking him for money to help you out on the first or maybe the second paycheck. Around the third paycheck is when he should start contributing. Now, if he's willing to contribute from the first paycheck, all well and good, no problem at all. But don't make it mandatory, but do make it mandatory after the second paycheck without any other conditions. You don't want to give him any caveats where he can go and say, well, you know, I still got time because here's the thing you're trying to do. You're squeezing him for time. You don't want him to be comfortable. You want him to continue to strive forward. 
Because what you're doing is, you, in, in a way, you're pushing him to be successful. And you're trying to make him successful for you if you have a romantic interest in him. Or you're trying to make him successful in the event the two of you can't work it out, but you could be friends. Now, another thing. If he starts getting credit cards or taking out loans, that's a deal breaker. He's not at that point yet when he can afford to do that. You're going to have to reel him in on that. If he starts seeing the credit cards and everything coming into the uh, mailbox, you let him know, hey, um, yeah, you're going to have to do something with this. Well, you know, I just thought I'd get a credit card. Well, yeah, that's all well and good, but here's the thing. If it's going to interfere with you paying your fair share, then you're going to have to go. Let him know this. So, with this, he knows what his limitations are and his boundaries are. Now, here's the thing, ladies. After you've helped him, he's working, he's contributing. Raise those standards gradually back to where they should be normally for any man that you would date. If you don't and you leave him down there, what's going to happen is he's going to think that's all he has to work, work for. That's all he has to do is just meet that low minimum standard. And the reason why I say this is because if he decides to burn you, leave you for another woman, do something else, what he's going to do is when he leaves, what's it going to do to you? It's going to leave you with those low standards and make you feel like you've been used again because you literally lowered your standards and didn't raise them again with them. So that if you were to go into another relationship in the future, you would not experience so much damage and so much self-anger. Because you could say, well, you know, I had my standards and he couldn't measure up to them. Oh, well. But if you say, damn, I lowered my standards and let this jackass use me, that's where you are. So you want to get it back up to where they should be normally. Now, a lot of you will have to lower your standards to deal with a guy who doesn't have anything. Let's just face it, to a certain degree. Others of you have that standard. The guy doesn't measure up. You don't even deal with him. Now, another thing too, ladies. Don't emasculate him if he's really trying. Just don't do it. Only thing that does, it makes him double down on trying to be more masculine. In essence, what I mean by this, calling him bitch ho and all this, telling him he's a fuck boy, telling him he's something like a simp or whatever, what that does, it doesn't motivate him. What that does, it infuriates him. And what will happen is, he feels as though once he gets the job and he has the money, well, I'll take my power elsewhere. Meaning that he'll go on and find someone else. And it could very well be that he's doing the right thing by you. But you get mad at him or get upset with him and call him something like that and you got a problem. Now, other terms about this type of arrangement. No physical, verbal, or emotional abuse. 
make that a standard that you keep no matter what. There are some people that take it upon themselves to do things in your residence that you would not deem appropriate. I can't tell you how many people I've known in the past who helped people out and that person that didn't have a pot to piss in or wanted to throw it out of or a building to even chunk it from stood there and cut somebody out in their own bedroom that tried to help them. Don't let that be you. And you ladies who do this with men, you need to stop it. Because there's some of you ladies that will move in with a man and you come in there with nothing but just your pussy and you think that that's enough and you can throw your weight around, don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't humiliate yourself. Don't put yourself in that situation. There was a, a couple that um, I watched on one of the uh, shows one time on one of the YouTube channels. And the guy had moved the woman in. She had nothing. Took her in off the street, basically. And he let her enjoy the house for a while. For about the first two weeks. And she said she was going to look for a job. Well, he was under the impression that they were probably going to have a relationship from the way she had led him on. So what happened? She started going on Facebook Live. And they started lying to the people on Facebook about her beautiful home that this man owned. She was going around taking her phone, showing the kitchen, the bathroom, bedrooms, the front of the house, and then it had the street address. Now, with all of this done, she got into a beef with several people in the comment section. And one of the people said, well, I know where you live. Because she went outside showing off. So what this lady decides to do, she's supposed to be looking for a job on that particular day. She calls up her boyfriend. The boyfriend comes over. She's hanging out with him, smoking weed, drinking and everything. But as she comes back home, after the guy who helped her out, was at home from work. And he was asking her questions about, well, where did you go today? You know, did you find something? What's up? And she's like, yeah, things are hard. You know, I can't find anything, blah, blah, blah. Well, he didn't think nothing of it. He said, okay, that's cool. Then it came down to four weeks later. And in that fourth week when she went on live on Facebook, he was home. And he said, so what you gonna do, stay on Facebook all day or what? She says, none of your business. I'm doing my live. He says, well, your live is on my cable service. Your name is not on any piece of paper in this house. And so he showed her the door. And she started crying and started saying that she 
loved him and she was his woman and all of this other stuff. But what it came down to was that she had taken advantage and did nothing towards getting a job. She just spent her whole time on Facebook Live. Folks, what it comes down to is this. You have to measure the progression of the person that you move in because you're moving in a total stranger for the most part. It's not your friend. It's not someone you know. It's someone you met. And even if you do know them to a certain degree, you really don't if you haven't lived with them before. So you don't know what to expect. And this goes for relatives too. Because some of you have relatives that come from out of town. They'll say they'll be there two weeks and before you know it, they've moved in. And you're taking care of them. And see, the thing is, when it comes to family, they can use you a lot more effectively than a boyfriend or girlfriend. Because you have that bond. And so with that family bond, that's what you kind of go on as the thing that's going to be the connection between the two of you. And that guilt will set in because it's a family member. You don't want to kick them out because you don't want to be ostracized by the rest of the family. You're going to have to be strong enough to make decisions for your own best interests. Now, another thing, the sex. This is one area where women get caught up. Men get caught up in it too. Men more so than women. The reason being, a guy bring a woman in that has literally nothing and he's trying to help her out. And what she may do is say, well, instead of cooking and cleaning and all that, I'll just have sex with her. Now what some of you fellows would have to realize is that a lot of these women did not get the skills from their mother as far as cooking and that kind of thing. They could microwave the hell out of a hamburger, but when it came down to cooking, it's a whole different subject. But the guys don't care. They'll even go out and spend extra money on fast food. As long as they keep this woman in their company. Now, what it comes down to, ladies in general, is this. You gotta have your standards, you gotta have your guidelines, your milestones, and your requirements before you think about inviting a man into your home. If you have children, you have to set some rules. One, he does not discipline your children. Two, he's never alone with your children at any time. That means that you ladies are going to have to find a babysitter. He's not your babysitter. Because he could expose those kids to some things that you may not desire. What if he rolls up a joint while you're going to work in front of the kids? Or start giving the kids alcohol or letting them run amok and eat all the sweets in the house. That's not his job. That's yours. That goes for pets too. Understand that. The only people that should discipline your children should be you and the biological father only. Don't allow that man to start disciplining your kids, I'm telling you. Don't allow that man to be alone with your children. 
That's irresponsibility. This is just to help you along the way. Now, another thing too. If you have a boyfriend and you're just helping this guy out, please clarify with your boyfriend what you're doing. Because the last thing he needs to do is to walk in, see him there, and an altercation occurs. Please prevent this from happening. Let him know well in advance that you're going to bring this guy in. Whether you're helping him out, if you guys have something on the side that's between you and him, but whatever you do, you better make damn sure that your relationship's intact with your boyfriend. I don't recommend if you're trying to date this new dude that you still keep the relationship with your boyfriend. It's gonna get ugly. Some of you ladies can master it. I've seen women do it, but I don't recommend it. So you want to have that clarification there. When it comes down to your children, your children should understand the kind of relationship you have with him. I personally don't recommend women who have children to bring a guy that you really don't know that well or someone off the street into your house. It's not a good look. Because kids can surmise what's going on. And you'd be surprised some of the things that they may tell you. So, you don't want to ever get into that situation either. So have your standards. Keep those standards, no matter what. Now, with that said... going to continue in just a moment. All right, now one of the toughest issues that men have with women is to decipher what type of relationship they will have with them. Now, Ladies, let me tell you something up front. If you're taking a guy in, determine immediately in the beginning, set the rules as to what type of relationship you're going to have with this person. Now, let's go through the platonic route first. With the platonic route, you're laying out the rules that there's no interest on your part as far as him in a romantic setting. You're just helping him out to get on his feet. Six weeks is what I recommend. Sometimes it'll be longer, depending on your situation. Now, within this period, you're going to have milestones for him. First one, he's got to get a job. Second week, he needs to start saving up his money. Now, third week, after he's got some kind of saving plan, You need to sit with him around the third week and say, okay, what are your future plans? Now, these future plans that you're going to set with him does not include living with you. 
Where is he going to go? What is he going to do beyond that point? He should be thinking about this. He should be making plans to do so. The fourth week, he'll probably be acquiring things that he will need for that journey and for that plan. Now, at this point, if you're seeing progression in those four weeks in some sort of way, you could extend that period longer than six weeks. The reason why you want six weeks up front is so that he realizes that he doesn't have a lot of time just to sit around. You're now making it a mandate as to what that potential period is. Now, understand one thing here. If you're helping him out, don't ask any money from him because this is where you're genuinely helping him to get on his feet to get out of your place and out of your pocket. The reason why you're doing this, one, you're doing it for whatever reason you may have, altruism or whatever it is, but the other reason why you're doing it is because at some point, if you ever need a partner, someone that can help you, that person will be a considerable resource. Now, he may not be, you know, able to help you in the capacity that you're helping him, but at least he'll be able to be there. Now, another thing too. At this point, you want to end it on an amicable basis if you could. Now, this is kind of iffy because there's some that will go and they'll say, well, you know, I got a place to stay, got a job, and uh, hey, got a woman, so to speak. And with that, they may try to go and get a girlfriend. Now, here is the thing. You have to weigh this for what it is. If he's got this girlfriend and she's basically somebody he's whining and dining and he's just throwing away money on, you better keep that six-week deadline. If it's a situation where he's not at a point now where he's whining and dining but instead focused on actually getting out of there, you can give him a little bit more time. Because once he has that focus and that desire and that zeal to get on his own and has his thing, because see, there's a certain amount of humiliation that a man should endure in this process. That's what is the incentive for him to do better, for him to get on his feet and do better. The last thing you want to do is to have him comfortable. He's living in your place. He's got a job. You're not really charging him anything for rent or anything like that just trying to help him and in the process of doing this he acquires a girlfriend who's demanding who's asking to be taken out to dinner at these expensive restaurants and things you're shooting yourself in the foot there and you need to call it stick by your six-week commitment on that if he wants to blow it on her that's on him what you're showing him is accountability responsibility and responsibility And you're also showing him that what he needs to focus, his focus needs to be on getting his resources together so he can move. He's going to probably try to make some overtures to you romantically. You're going to have to ignore those. If you signed up for a platonic relationship to help this gentleman out, that's what you stick with. Nothing more than that. You got to stay focused. 
Now, let's go on the other route. Well, you really want this guy in your life. Now, in this particular situation, you have to be more demanding. You have to ask for more equity in the endeavor, which means you let him get a couple of paychecks under his belt, and then you let him know in the beginning, okay, this is what's going to happen. Uh, I know you got some things you got to buy for yourself, maybe uh, personal items, that kind of thing. But after that, here's what I'll need from you every month to help pay the rent. Now, with that, what you're doing is you're delegating some of the responsibilities, financial responsibilities. By him acquiring that responsibility, what he's doing at that time is he's reciprocating by letting you know thank you. And with this, it goes on a cyclical basis where now he's getting a little bit more pride in himself. He's, of course, humiliated because he had to depend on a woman. Now, I'm only talking about a guy who has integrity, ladies, in both of these situations. We'll get to the one where he doesn't. But in this, in this situation here, he's going to focus and he's going to say, hey, you know, I'm going to work this job, even though I may hate, hate this job. I'm going to work it. Because the thing is, he knows now he has a second chance. He has the opportunity to do something. Now, as this comes about and you see some of his efforts being made, then you use some of your uh, passion and emotions as a reward. So take, for instance... He's been there, we'll say, four weeks. And he's got a paycheck under his belt. And he's ready to blow his money on you. And you say, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Now, we'll wait until you get a few paychecks under your belt. And then we'll go and splurge. Right now, let's have a dinner together at home. Let's get to know each other. And at this point, what you're dealing with, you're dealing with somebody that's like, well, damn, she's not demanding like that. I could actually put money away. We could probably work this thing out because she's not trying to scalp me. Now, of course, you're going to have some guys that are going to say, well, you know, hell, I got two paychecks under my belt. Let me get out of here. If he does so, how far is he going to get? Not far before he's on his ass again, going to someone else's doorstep, trying to do the same thing. So more than likely, what he's going to do with you is stay with you because now he's familiar with you. He knows he can trust you. You've seen him when he was down at his lowest with nothing, where other women would have just walked past him. So in this regard, you have the potential of influencing him in a way where he is now going to better himself, which betters the relationship, which betters the two of you. Now, at this point, he's got his money, he's getting on his feet, he's making his obligatory uh, contributions to the relationship financially. Then you can say, hey, look, uh, I need exclusivity. Now, a lot of women would have asked for that in the beginning. The reason why you don't want to ask for it in the beginning is because you want to see how he acts when he has money in his pocket. Because in this way, it would save you the emotional trauma just in case you went on and you were just all in love with him 
and he took that money and ran, found him another girlfriend, and left you hanging. In this way, he's like, well, you know, things are going good here. Why would I leave? I'm with a nice, attractive woman. I'm making some money now. We've been through this hard time. So I know that being that the two of us are struggling right now, we're still making it. And then this will give him a chance to slow down and structure it. Now, I'm going to tell you something, ladies, that many of you mess up on. When you get to this point of normalcy, let's say you've been together for about a year now. And you're thinking, well, let me go and have a baby. Uh, Let's go and have a child. No. Uh Uh-uh. At this point, what you're trying to do is to put yourselves in a position where you now can make plans. So if you're going to have a child, you can plan that child out instead of just all of a sudden, because things are good, you're going to do this. You can actually structure it and plan it out and say, maybe in two years we'll have a child together. But you have a chance to get to know each other and enjoy each other in the relationship. Now he's got the confidence going. He feels better about himself. And now you're not ashamed of it. You're bringing him around your friends. You're bringing him around your family. And as they meet him, they don't know about the history of how you guys started. It's none of their business. What they're seeing is the result. You're proud because now you've taken this man and actually put him in a position where he cares about himself and cares about you and you guys are going forward. He respects you for your integrity because you could have torn him down in front of all your girlfriends and friends and said, hey, you know, if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be shit. He respects that. And then he gets to a point of trusting you. Now, one thing to keep in mind, give it a year before you guys talk about mixing funds together, finances together. And when you do this, don't have one account with both your names on it. I mean, two accounts with both your names on it, just one. Sorry about that, just one account. Keep your private accounts separate. You just put in enough money in that joint account to pay the requirements that you have, such as bills, utilities, etc. The rest of it, you want to have as your monies. And what will happen is the stress will be a lot less. He won't feel as though he's subjugated. You won't feel as though you're overburdened. And you guys will probably get along. And once the financial aspect of things are laid out, it all comes down to the two of you actually getting along with each other. And that's going to be the most challenging part because you both are going to have to make compromises. Especially, ladies, if you've been living by yourself and everything has been your way, you've got to learn how to open up a little bit and listen to suggestions. So in that way, things will pan out a little bit more. Now, there's another thing you need to keep in mind with these guys. Sometimes they will try to become more dominant as they get the money, as they get the career started. You have to put them in check and say, hey, look, we're in this together. This is not a thing where you're going to try to just come in and acquire the power. We have to share this power. And you're going to have to explain that to them as you go along the relationship. A lot of these young men 
did not have a father at home, so they don't understand that concept. This is not making an excuse for them. This is so that many of you ladies can actually deal with some of these guys. Now, other things you will have to educate them on. Their value to you. Now, a lot of women don't talk about this with men. You have to tell them something to the effect of, hey, this is what I expect of you. I expect for you to have a clean criminal record. I expect for you not to go out and ruin your credit. And here's why. I'm going to need you at some point. And when you're saying that, what you mean is you don't need him locked up because the bail money that you'll be paying to the bail bondsman, you'll need that money in order to expand your lives together. You got to put a value associated with him in the context of him being worthy and above the temptations that will sink both of you. I can't reiterate that enough because see, what happens with guys sometimes, they get to a point where, hey, you know what? I got to get out and get on my hustle. Well, that's all well and good, but he shouldn't be hustling at 35 or 40 years of age. He should have something established. If he's still hustling, ladies, and you meet him at 35 or 40, you got yourself a loser. You give the hustle game up when you're around 35. Usually you give it up in your 20s. By the time you're in your 30s, you should have something going on that's solid and decent. Now, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the guy that's not so cooperative, not so understanding. Now, there's one thing about the guy who may have potential, but is not enthusiastic about pursuing anything. He's looking for a surrogate. He's looking for an enabler. He's looking for someone who's codependent. They will usually try to saturate you with emotion. They'll try to saturate you with uh, a more of a intimate type of uh, sensation. In other words, they're going to try to sex you up and sleep with you and use that as currency in lieu of the fact that you're paying for everything in lieu of the fact that you're taking care of him. Now, again, as I've always said, not allowing him to be comfortable is key. That's the main thing you have to keep in mind. Now, what some of these guys will do, they will patronize you. They will placate you. These guys may do things such as you let him use your car to go find a job and he's going over hauling girls around in your car. He's going over to his buddy's place and shooting dice or maybe drinking or smoking weed, having a good time. When you find these things out, you cut it short. You don't waste your time with this. Now, guilt don't work with these guys. They've been used to being guilted (laughs) by other women. So this is nothing new to them. What they're looking for is a soft target. They're looking for someone who will just get upset a little bit 
and let things go on as they have been and coexist in the same environment because that's the kind of woman they're accustomed to. That passive woman that's going to take any kind of attention she can and be grateful for it. And he's going to leverage leaving her as part of getting her to comply and to be more passive and more submissive. So, in essence, he's going to leverage his very presence with you as the means in order for you to control yourself and abide by his wishes. Ladies, when you're in a situation like this, you have lost all respect and dignity for yourself. I don't care how fine, how beautiful, how cute. I have seen women that were gorgeous, that made a lot of money, that allowed men that didn't even measure up to their standard do this to them because they liked him so much. And these guys will be very charismatic. They'll have a sense of humor, those kind of things. Very charming. But when you open a package, what do you have when it comes down to the person? Not much. Not much. Their goals, their plans piggyback off of yours. So if you're planning on opening a business or something of that sort, oh, they'll be the first to try to come in there and help you with it. And they'll also be the first to try to take control of it after it's established. They're going to let you do all the work. They're going to want the credit. They will invert that whole mindset. Because the whole thing for them is control. They don't have the money. They don't have the wherewithals and don't plan on getting it. But they feel as though they can control you. They control the money. Because after all, by controlling you, you'll be the one that'll go out there and spend your hard-earned money on them. And when you're broke and busted, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. They'll leave you then and go and find someone else to do the same thing to. This is the risk that a lot of women are not willing to take with men that are down on their luck. This is the reason why very few of these relationships actually work. Because of this one dynamic. Because you have a lot of guys out there who are not in control of anything, and boy, if they get one ounce of control of anything, especially when it comes to your life, they're going to take full advantage of it. Because, see, you're objectified at that point. You're not looked upon as someone that they can love, cherish, and be with. They look upon you as nothing more than an opportunity to advance themselves. Now, couple this with low self-esteem, He's probably looking for a finer woman than you are that he could exploit the same way. So he's constantly on a quest to find another victim. You're just another number, another notch in his belt. He's got plenty other women in the past that he's done this to. You're just another number. And it wouldn't take much for you to realize this because you can tell this by how comfortable he is in the way he behaves. It doesn't take a rocket scientist and you don't have to sit there and try to wait until to see how the whole movie plays out with this guy. This is to cut your losses early. And don't worry about him. He's going to be fine. He's going to pick himself up and find another woman just like you and do the same thing too. 
He may even come up with some kind of multi-level marketing scheme from a friend of his and tell you to invest. And he's getting kickbacks on the other end. Because these guys are notorious for transferring wealth from women to themselves. They'll have that woman go out and buy them all these clothes and everything, especially if you're one of these women who's trying to please your man and he's taking full advantage of this and he has no shame and humiliation about doing so. See, here's the difference. A confident man is going to be ashamed and humiliated for not measuring up to the expectations of a woman. He's going to express that. A man with no bearing and no standards will never acknowledge it because either he never grew up with that or he doesn't care. And see, that's the distinction. If he gets locked up, guess what he expects you to do? Come down there and bail him out. You know, remember a few years ago, there was this woman that had won, I think, $80 million in a lottery. And she had to pay like $9 million for this guy to get out of jail that she was crazy about. I want you to think about how foolish that was. There's no amount of love that would have gotten me to a point of paying $9 million to get somebody out of prison. Just wouldn't have happened. But that shows you how much that person cared about his life to put himself in that predicament. So what would that mean by allowing his woman to pay that much to get him out of jail? That would tell you (laughs) he wouldn't have cared. Fortunately, she could afford it. But just think if she couldn't. She'd probably have a different perspective. And this is what I'm getting at, folks. Love will make you do foolish things. But the thing is, it's not that person being in love with you. It's you being in love in general. See, the perception and the narrative that you have in your head may not be the reality that you're living. And this is how many of you wind up in trouble. I'm going to fix him. I'm going to rehabilitate him. I'm going to make him better than he was before. Now, if he has an addiction, that's even worse. Because that addiction comes before him, comes before you, comes before him getting a job, comes before him doing anything constructive. That addiction has to be fed first. And eventually, you'll find yourself feeding that addiction. Giving him $200 in spending change and he goes and takes it to a casino or takes it to buy weed. And he's broke on his ass. A stranger's knocking at the door at night. You're not knowing who they are and they're telling you that is he home, he owes us some money. And he's telling you not to tell them where he is. You're bringing stuff to your doorstep that's not necessary. Don't put yourself in that predicament. You gotta have your standards. You gotta have your rules. And you gotta call things when they occur, not later on, as in many arguments when people don't say anything and then they get into an argument. Do you bring something up that happened six months ago, five years ago? No. You need to call it then. 
Now, here's the thing. When these guys are found out, they usually are the first to leave. And when they're leaving, they expect you to try to get them back or to compromise. If he threatens to leave and he hasn't contributed, hadn't done anything, let him go. Don't bat an eye. Don't lose any sleep. Let him go. And here's another thing. After he's been out there, don't accept him back in because many of you do. Don't do that. You're not that lonely. Don't do that. You're not that desperate. Don't do that. Because the only thing you're doing is hurting yourself. Because the only thing he's going to do is go back to the same learned behavior he had before. Rarely do they change. Now they do change. But they have to do it. But most often... They're just giving you that gap in time from them so you'll miss them and want them back even more. And they know if you're into them more than they're into you, they're going to use that to the fullest of their potential because they know good and well that's your Achilles heel and that's your weakness. And then if you bring him back in, he's going to start making the rules. Instead of you having the standards, he's going to have those standards. And one of those standards is going to be protecting you. Now, here's the thing with that protection thing. It's superficial. What he's trying to do is not protect you. He's trying to protect his investment, even though he went into it with no money. His investment is your money that he wants to be able to exploit at will. So, what's one of the things he has to do? He has to isolate you from friends and family. So he's got to make you look like a fool in front of them so that they wouldn't want to associate with you. And by that way, he could possibly turn you against your own friends and family. And by doing this, he's now got you where he wants you. He has creative license at this point to leave you broken, destitute. And by doing this, he's changing the narrative putting the shoe on the other foot. You have to be vigilant because you can easily be manipulated by these guys. And as I speak, I bet you some of you are nodding your head right now because you've gone through it. Seeking a man with potential. You could go on any of social media platforms and talk about this subject. You'll find one woman that went too far with a man and this is what happened because guess what happens when you pick up these guys a lot of times you don't vet them you think you know them because they're down on their luck you think you know them because you think they have no options you think you know them because they're going to be totally devoted to you and have all the loyalty towards you because you are their savior not necessarily You could just be an opportunity for them to get out there and do more damage. And they have no problem doing it. Because, see, their consciousness, their guilt, their shame, they left that by the wayside long ago. So what did they hit you with? Blame, shame, and guilt. 
if you would have given me more money, I could have gone out there and probably got in better circles to meet better, more influential people. You know, you go out and buy something for yourself, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You went out there and bought these things and I'm sitting here struggling to make you feel shameful for using your own money to buy things for yourself. If you were any kind of a woman, you'd really go and wouldn't have any problem with cleaning up the house after you get off of work and doing all these other things. Yeah, they come out the side of their neck like that. Because at this point, they feel as though they have the clout to do so. And they will do it. I had a friend of mine that brought a lady in because she was homeless. He had met her at the church. And I told him, I said, you still better vet her before you bring her in. Oh, man, she's, she's, you know, she ain't got nothing. She, she's on a, down on her luck, and I'm just going to help the girl out, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. I said, you should at least try to see where she's planning on going and all this stuff. He wasn't worried about that. He was concerned about her fine-ass shape. That's all he talked about. After about the third night she was staying with him, she had this dude over to the house when he came home from work. They sitting there drinking Crown Royal. And he's like, hey man, what's up? And he was like, uh, nothing much. And he's like, uh, who are you and what you doing in my house? And she's like, oh, he's my friend. And he's like, well, you know, I appreciate that, but here's the thing, let me know who comes in my house. That started an argument. She stood up and told him in his own house, I live here, I can invite whoever the hell I want to. This woman had paid not a dime in rent. She's eating his food, drinking his crown royal with another dude, and gonna tell him this. He got out of the house. She went with dude. He called me up and said, you know, you're right, I should have taken it. I said, you didn't vet her. That's what you get. You got to do that. You got to get some ground rules established. And you have to stick by them. So, the sum of this whole podcast, this particular episode, is for you ladies to understand that you still have to be vigilant, have your standards up, and look beyond the obvious. I know you want him. I know you like him. I know you think he's handsome. I know you think you're going to lose him if you don't just bring him in. He has potential. He's got to show potential, not just have it. Take care, folks. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. 
The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.